Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The build-up show Liverpool Southampton on a Friday night at the St Mary's. Wow, um, Chris Pajak. Hi, hi mate. You good? I am. Yeah, I am. Buzzing. I am. Good. Excellent. I am. Stay. How are you two? I am. <laughs> I am as well. <laughs> um, Chris, it is the next in a very long line of the biggest game. Like every game this season has been the biggest game, so it makes you know it makes perfect sense that a Southampton game should be the biggest game as well. Why not? Mm. Friday night football as well. Mm, looking forward to it. I am actually strange. I don't. I don't. I know you love Friday night football, but I generally speaking don't. But I think you know with them with Man City obviously playing in the FA Cup at the weekend and stuff, to get to go above them and, and play ahead of them is obviously a good thing. I also think, you know, I mentioned on the podcast the other day that Liverpool are more used to these types of games of football where, you know, if there's just one game of football or two games of football on, you know, the eyes of the country are on you and Southampton don't play in those types of games as much as us. So I think it's probably a little bit better suited to this Liverpool side. It's, it's, it's massive for both teams, Steve. It's huge, yeah. It's, you know, they are... Things have eased off a little bit at the bottom. It's very, very tight, but Cardiff not picking up the win at the weekend, not taking anything off Chelsea win, really. Let's, let's be honest, they probably should have done by a ban, awful, awful referee. Um, we're recording this, just, just so you know, we're recording this ahead of um, City Card, the City Cardiff game. City beating Cardiff. Ahead of City, that. absolutely smashing Cardiff. Ahead of Cardiff, just basically just, just stepping to one side and olaying. Um, the ball into the back of their net. Um, so we're going to talk as though Cardiff haven't picked up any points and there is a five-point gap. So it, it, it's slightly more comfortable, but there's a real opportunity. Southampton probably two games from survival, realistically. It's not a, a must-win for them, but they'll, they can play with a sense of freedom because they've got that little point cushion and it's a big game. If you can't get up for a game like this, well, you know. Yeah, at the weekend as well, Cardiff played Burnley and they're the two teams around Southampton. So... Although that listen, they won't be expecting to get any from from Liverpool, you know, in terms of like when I imagine when they're looking at their fixtures to go, where we're we going to get points. It's more of a case of well, we might get it off Liverpool, and we have to win that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, I, I, there's a reason why we're top and they're down there it's because we're better than them. And to be, and they've been good in recent weeks, and since the new managers come in, they've probably been in mid-table form. You know, yeah. if you'd have been, if you, you know, put that over the whole course of the season, they're a mid-table side, which is kind of what you've thought of Southampton as that for for a while now. So. It won't be easier to, you know, it's miles away, it's a Friday night away game. I don't think that's ever easy against a team scrapping for relegation. So, 
I, and we haven't played that well recently, to be honest. You know, we, we've had to scrape through a few, so it might be that. It might be that again, where you just got to go and hook or by crook win it because, like you say, we keep saying like you know that we can afford a slip up here and there, maybe, but I don't think Southampton away is one of the ones where you can. You've got to win it. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't not win this one if you if you really really want to win the league. I think so. Yeah. It's definitely must-win for us, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What's your thoughts on that? Because I think Steve's right there. Is that look? Ideally, you just want to go and win every game between now and the, end of the season and see and see what, whether City can match that kind of pace. But moreover, kind of like this, the Spurs game is a bit like this as well. It, it's so early in that run. It would be nice if, we, if we're going to drop points. It would be preferable to do it once City have maybe wavered a little bit themselves. You start to make. I think you throw the initiative too much towards Man City to drop points at this stage. Absolutely, I don't, I don't think you can think about dropping any points. You've got to believe you can win every game we've got left. And and realistically, because City are probably thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you've, that's what you've got to do and hope they slip up. I mean, I'm not too sure I agree with a lot of what I've heard about so far about uh, the game against Southern. I think they'll be up for it mm -hmm. because it's Friday night in front on the lights yeah. in front of the cameras. They're on a run. They're apparently in the form table. They're sixth yeah. at the moment. They're playing really well. Yeah. They've upped their game you know, considerably since the, the new manager mm -hmm. came in. They Apparently, Ward-Prowse has, has run the most of all players in the last 11 games they played, no other, you know, including all the opposition players. Yeah. He's outrun everyone. They've had more sprints than everyone else. They press better than everyone else. They're on a good run of form. They won't want to drop points against us. They want us, they'll see it as a marker, you know, yeah. about how good they really are. Yeah. It's a free hit for them, really, isn't it? I'm no one's expecting them to do anything. So they'll go out there and they'll hopefully play with a little bit of freedom, which may well suit us a little bit. If yeah. they beat us, they're probably thinking, beat them and we're safe. Yeah. Especially because Burnley play Cardiff, and the one of those are going to drop points, or maybe both of them are going to drop points. They'll be seeing it as right. If we can beat Liverpool, which we're more than capable, they'll be thinking of doing. Then that pretty much guarantees us our survival. And listen, we are better than them, and we are. But like last year, Brighton stayed up by beating Man United at home mm -hmm. in a late Friday night game, and Southampton will be having similar thoughts to that. So yeah. I agree. I, I think. Listen, every game we play, we'll be we should be favourites to win because of where we are on the table now. But I don't think I don't like. I was more confident going to Fulham, for example, who I think an absolute crap. Yeah. And we only we, we nearly made a mess of that. Yeah. Where I actually think Southampton are quite a good side, so I, I do think it's a dangerous game. I think Southampton have been a good side for a long time, yeah. and the, 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 I was really surprised how poor they were in the first half of this season. Yeah. Mark it just didn't seem <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly it didn't seem right, and you know. Um, I think they're they're back now to being a very dangerous side. Hey, I think Hatton you know, was a great. They fit still for don't them. score a lot of goals. That's one thing yeah. in our favour. You know they're not prolific. You know around the box, but he um, certainly got them, made them a tough side. I think it's telling that you know obviously no Danny Ings for this one because he can't play because he's, he's still on loan from us, which I think a lot of Southampton fans in the early season didn't realise, Chris, which is quite funny. Um, so yeah, you're right. They also scorings. didn't realise he was going to be injured so much. Well, yeah, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> and um, apparently the reason that they've not signed anyone in the in the January transfer window and stuff is because they've earmarked that money for the permanent signing of Danny Ings. They've already they've got so, to buy him. They? So they've got to buy him, yeah. 
So they're also a little bit hindered next season because they need to get a full season out of him. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But it's a talent deal. Seven goals, seven league goals for him this season, which is a pretty decent return. I think we all know Danny Ings is a good player, but it's what they do in the absence that you were talking about the fact they've had Redmond playing up playing up front because they need something because I think what, Shane Long's got one goal this season, Charlie Austin's got two. Charlie Austin, it feels like he scores more goals than he does. Now, I know he's kind of... He's got uh, one one knee, and it's got like it's got like a lazy band holding it together kind of thing. But so it's been a bit of a lot of the mission returns for him. But it, if if he feels like a, a lad who's always going to be dangerous when he's on the pitch, yeah, yeah, the end up with Redmond on his own up front for a while. They were playing one up front recently. I think they've been playing two. But like I said, Danny Ings played the last game against Brighton, for example, and he can't play. So he might go back to a one and just have Redmond on his own and maybe try and go more of a. I don't know, four, five, one, maybe. I don't know. Well, we saw you, you, you pointed to me that you've been playing three at the back, but oh. they switched to a, like a mad four, four, two at the weekend where it wasn't our traditional four, four, two. They didn't play with wingers. They basically played with four centre mids, effectively. Yeah. They've been three at the back for ages under Hassan, under like I say, Brighton. Maybe because it was just Brighton, I don't know. They went to a four, but like I say, it was a. It was like a, a, almost a, a box four kind of thing. Four, it was two, but, two, two. Yeah, it was very four, much a, a four centre mids almost, yeah. but. It'll be interesting what they do. I think they'll go back to a five, if I'm honest. I think they might go somewhere like a, a three-five-two or three. They they want to um, try and look after our full-backs, won't they? Yeah, because they want they've to keep got, them quiet. And also they've got young Valerie playing, and he's been good for them at right back. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. you might want to give him some protection against Sadio Mane. Yeah. And in which case, then then if you do go to a back five. You've got your centre half who can come over and double up as well. It's interesting because it's something we've been talking about a lot recently, Chris, is how our teams set up against us, how they, they, they try to make us play a particular way. What I thought was interesting about the Spurs game was obviously teams are saying, well, go on, Liverpool, go and use the wide areas and see what you can do. We're crafting far and, far and more space for the fullbacks to have, to have an impact further up the pitch, which is why, which actually informs your midfield selection a lot, which is why Wijnaldum and, uh, and Milner were, 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 were utilised in the way they were against Spurs. But also, you've now got the option of Adam Lallana to come in if we want to try and get more out of the out of the middle of the park. What I'm kind of driving at is that we're... It, Less and less, there are less and less ways of stopping this side from playing. So we should take encouragement from it. Regardless, they're going to be a good team. You know, he's a good fit. He's got a good brand of football. He's got them running. He's got them pressing. But we are okay. Yeah, we're not absolutely flying. But we are. We have learned more and more ways of beating. And that's it. That's it. You know, we've said for months now that this is a grown-up Liverpool side. And I think at first, when teams certainly in the Manchester City game where we lost to them two-one, you know, we struggled with trying to create chances from out wide and utilising that space that they were giving us. But over the last sort of two, three months, we've really started gotten used to that, and we've had these sort of pattern plays where you know what's coming. The ball might go quite deep to Mo Salah over on the right hand side, and Bobby will slide across, and the one two's coming, and we've. that more and more as the season's gone on and we're starting to see success from it you know and, and not always goals but sometimes corners and we'll get a goal from that and stuff like that so and also that like the big switch is always on isn't it you know we're comfortable playing in a, a tight area to switch the ball over to Robertson or Mane in space and then attack from that side on the back side so it's a, it, it, Liverpool are just getting better at what teams are showing them to do yeah. and that, that's, a, that's the mark of a great side yeah. The one player I want to talk about, Dad, uh, Mohamed Salah. You know, we've been saying for a while when he was he was going to break his 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 drought by scoring a really really dodgy deflected goal or whatever. Now, you know, as much as George Sefton tried to give the goal to him at the weekend, and we all wanted it to desperately be so, it wasn't. It was quite clearly Toby Alderweireld. But 
I guess we're all hoping that you know you look at his reaction, and you look at the way you know how, how much it meant to him and all Sorry, that. Sorry, Mo didn't even get the well, assist. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't possibly give him the goal. Yeah. It wasn't just him, though, was it? I mean, I I couldn't really see what happened from where I was sitting. I knew Salah had headed the ball towards goal, and I knew it looked like Larice had got the ball, and then it was in the net. But I was so relieved. I thought, oh, Salah scored, thank God for that. Because it came up on the board, Salah. Yeah, yeah, I thought, brilliant, that's all we want. We've been saying the whole game, we've been saying, it's going to get a bobble in a minute, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So it was just brilliant. And the, the fingers crossed, of course, is that, that whether, he, whether he got the goal He friggin' celebrated like he got the goal. Yeah. Let's hope him going through the process as though he scored the goal. Psychologically, <laughs> feels that he has. He's got that monkey off his back and he can just keep on. But he on. did have that lovely comment afterwards, didn't he? The, the one you want to hear, it doesn't matter who scored the goals as long as we win the game yeah. you know yeah. uh, so and that was it was much more important that we actually won oh, the God, game yeah. than he scored a goal yeah. you know. he but, said he said that as well he said I'm not bothered how many goals I score I want to win the Premier League yeah, yeah. that's what it comes down to yeah. this season last season was about the golden boot for him because we had no chance of winning the league well, it's, this yeah. season's about the Premier League I mean, we've what got is a chance. It now it's something like 1 and 11 or something ridiculous like that but he's going to score soon so it doesn't really you know and it may well be Friday night, and that'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's due one, isn't he? Stay. And I think, I think, I think Chris is, is spot on there. That last season, at this time last season, there was a real push to get him the golden boot. It became a thing. It became a thing we were chasing because the league was done. We, we were, we were make, trying to make sure we finished in the top four, of course. But that almost became our win in the league was getting him that that golden boot. Whereas it does feel this time around as though they're definitely still trying to get him to you know to get him the fifty goals to get him to break the Liverpool the record. Albeit you know we can't do the Premier League one anymore. But you know that's uh, it, it's great to hear Salah say things like oh, look, just 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 win because let's be honest. That is the most important thing. We can't afford to have Mo Salah up there on this pedestal trying to, you know, you know throw he's, him but around the ball. He's having a terrible season and he's only two goals off being the top <laughs> yeah. goals. Can you explain before about teams trying to get us to play how they want us to play? And they want us to play not through Mo Salah. The last thing they want is Salah on the ball. He gets it yeah. and there's two or three around him. And that's why, you know, you're playing against the back five a lot of the time and Trent and Robertson are in acres of space. And in that situation, it's going to be for me, you know, more likely or not getting on the end of a cross, you know, it just the way the, the shape of the, the body shape, the way where they play, I mean, it's obvious. Sadio Mane ghosting around the back post from Trent crosses, it, it all makes sense. He teams are terrified of Mo Salah. I don't care, you know, he hasn't scored for a while. They their main plan going into the game is right. If we lose, it won't be because we've given we haven't given one on one against our yeah. defenders because you can't win like that. Yeah. We saw all last year. We've seen at times this season. If he gets on one on the one, if he gets one on one with your defender in the box. He's either going to score or you're going to file him and give a penalty away. Yeah. So, although, we, like I say, he, he, is, he hasn't played as well as he can. And last year was ridiculous and them heights were hard to hit. But he has a massive impact on games still. Mm -hmm. It's still Mo Salah who's impacting games a lot. So, Southampton's game plan on Friday, the first thing they'll say is, right, what's, what, who do we stop? And then we go from there. And it's got to be Salah. Yeah. Because if you say, right, we're going to focus our energy on stopping Sadio Mane, again, he's a world-class player, so it would make sense. But then you're leaving Mo Salah one-on-one -on -one with Ryan Burton, and then there's only going to be one winner in that. So mm -hmm. that's the thing with us. It, it, it is almost a pick-your-poison, and I thought Chris made a great point in that. We're winning how teams are trying to make us play, and that, that great teams do that. So they want Trent and Robbo on the ball, and we're like, fine, we'll put Trent and Robbo on the ball, and, yeah. and watch this cross goal. <laughs> yeah. you know, two, both goals come from crosses from full-backs at the, at the weekend. Only. We've scored them all season, so it must be really hard to game plan against us, and... As good as Southampton has been, I don't think they've got any great defenders. 
I, I don't think any of them are, are, are of a, um, an amazing standard. They've so the South I, I, I'd still fancy him. To, I still fancy one of those three up front to do really well. That's the thing. I, like the South thing, I'm just I'm not asked. I mean, the problem is, is with with someone like Salakis is he's got he's got he's got fans. And he's got fans who, who follow Liverpool because of him. There's people who support Mo Salah first. And that's why I get like there's a pressure that comes with all that. I'm not, provided he's not, provided his, his, his different form is not to the detriment of the side. So we're not, the thing is, we're not carrying Mo Salah at the moment. You know, he's had, he's had a couple of subpar performances in this spell, which is fine because. I know Mane's been electric during that time, but then he's had a he's had dips during the season. Mane's Man, been electric during this time because of what Steve's talking about. Because there's two men over on Mo Salah. You watch whenever Mo Salah gets into the box and he's one on one with the fullback. He's not one on one with the fullback. There's a midfielder blocking the cutback onto his left foot every single time. I did the stats and tactics show on this like a week ago on the website. So we we analysed a load of instances of Salah going into the box. The other fullback's not trying to get behind. He's he's purposefully running two yards behind Mo. So that when he stops and cuts in, that's when they'll try and win the ball. But what Mo's doing is he's still getting passes off. There's two players there, he'll pass off for me, you know, then all of a sudden it's out to Mane. You know what I mean? And Mane's whipping them into the goal. Yeah. That's what you Liverpool have, are doing. There must be millions of still photographs of Mo Salah standing with the ball and like five men in front of him. Mm. I mean, because that, that happens every game. Yeah. You know, and the fact is that we're not reliant on Mo Salah to yeah. score goals. But how many times have you seen like a top goal scorer in a team go through a goal drought and the team are just rubbish because yeah. they're, they're drawing or losing. Well, Whereas with us, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because you've now got someone who's who scored as many goals as it. And I've also got two goals off being top goal scorer. How good the season is Lacazette having, by the way? Brilliant. Mm. How good a player is he? Brilliant. 11 Premier League goals maybe this season for Lacazette. Yeah. Obama Young, he's, he's around the same mark. We've got Mane and Salah on about 18. Yeah. I, you know I what I mean? It, yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that we're, score, we're getting three players in the middle of the box, like on their own. Yeah. So Sadio Mane at Watford, Firmino the other day against Tottenham. Th there's no coincidence why that's happening because where are the two centre-halves? They're slightly that way, just ever so slightly yeah. towards where, where Mo Salah could or should be. And then all of a sudden someone's on their own because the two against one. It, we, are, we found a way to do it. I just... I, I, the only thing I, that might change this week is how Southampton play because I think... They would like to play five at the back, but they saw us against Tottenham, who were five at the back, and we absolutely tore them to shreds. For 15 minutes, they couldn't get near us. Yeah. And they, until they made that change, they, they couldn't, because, like I keep saying, they wanted our full-backs out the ball, because in any other team in the world, you go, you know what, when they've got these three superstars up front, I'd rather those two over there have the ball, thanks. And, and the, well, you say the picky thing ones. doesn't just relate to the front three; it relates to the entire eleven. Yeah. You've got to choose one of the. You know, you've got you've got to let someone have the ball, yeah. and you've got to preference which that player is going to be. And in most clubs, it's a centre half. Like it'd be Lovren. You know what I mean? Let, let's be honest. Or it would be it's Matip you know, on the back four, or, or Matip, or you know whomever. You know, you, you know would have been Klein back in the day, etc., etc. Really, I mean, even if it's Matip now, he's just going to bomb. 40 yards up the pitch and slalom through a bunch of guys. You know what I mean? This is the thing, is that you, you, you kind of what you're driving at is that particularly our fullbacks, that's why Trent Alexander Arnold is so good. And that's why I've seen a few people mention, oh, maybe he's a bit weak defensively. It's completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter because, on the balance of things, him, all the good things that he brings are far more important than any potential limitations. Yeah. If I was them, I'd actually go the other way. I'd actually try and get us to play through them. That's how I would try and stop Liverpool. But that's where Liverpool are at the best. And there is, and you've got to just hope that dependent on midfield. Yeah, you've got to hope that you get a, a block 
in front of a shot or one of those little flicks doesn't always come off because this game last year was was it when Roberto Firmino does a flick back heel over someone's leg for yeah yeah it was yeah, through, it just know, went wide just, didn't uh, he? no I think he set someone up didn't he with a little flick through to Salah wasn't that, Salah was the one where Salah did that mad back heel we've, we've shot had, wasn't it we've had all these kind of things so that, you've got to hope that that doesn't pay off I think it's really dangerous to, to let Trent have the ball as much as you and Robertson have the ball as much so like I say it is pick your poison and that's why I'll be confident going into every game and, and I'll. I think we're going to win every single game that we play because. Well, we, they've got to, haven't they? Well, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, we are, hey, we've got to, no choice. But I just think there's enough in us to 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 do something. You know, it isn't a fluke that we score late goals. It isn't a fluke that we we've got men in the box getting crosses in. It's it's a little bit. You it's can't a bit, rely on you can't you can't rely on those things happening. No. So you know, it's obviously the do need to, to kick on, but you can create the environments in which those things are more likely to happen. Yeah. Mm. And that's what Liverpool have been doing this season. You know, a bit of pressure right now. Of course, being you know, we're not at Anfield, so that's a, that's that will be to our detriment. And we do have a we don't have a great record of going to grounds where the opposition that create amazing atmospheres. I think of Huddersfield, we struggled. Big time in that. I think Swansea last season was an absolute disgrace. You know, we we were just totally and utterly blitzed by by them at, at times during that. So there, there will be it will be a completely different challenge. But you, you know it, how we play on the, on the field and what the pressure that we put them under. You you force them to make those mistakes. And th- my hope for this, Dad, is that this the the old Spurs thing has. I mean, it's already got very great similarities with the Origi. Everton kind of kind of situation, obviously late goal, bit dramatic winner, etc. But what that did was that spark that run in December. It sort of um, it must be psychologically, it must give you a real boost to drag three points out of out of one. Yeah, basically, and you know it must make it, that that thing about your names on the title. You know, it's, it's stupid. But psychologically, it, it can be really important for players. Yeah. They can. Th- it's like people thinking they're invincible. Yeah. You know, they go into war thinking, "I can't be shot." Yeah. You know, because something hit them and their cigarette lighter stopped it from killing them or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's just like that. Yeah. You go in, you've got a boost, and you yeah. go into the next game thinking, "We can't be beaten." Yeah. You know, no one provided, and we've only lost one game all season. So yeah. what? You know. And it's also, it's not just Liverpool that are doing this too. It seems that we're playing against, you know, we think back to that Bournemouth Carriers game where they beat us a couple of years ago and stuff. That was the thing back then. That was Liverpool will drop points late in game if you keep the pressure on them. Now it's not that. It's the complete opposite of that. You're going into this going, fucking hell, we've got to defend for 95 minutes here and it's getting the pressure's building up and it's building up and it's building up and at some point we think we're going to crack and Liverpool will get the goal. And the good thing, sorry Dan, the good thing about this is that this is not one of those situations where like, like X Factor when you get some lad gets through the first round because he sings hit me baby one more time with his throat and he gets through because he's cute and he gets through on luck and then he goes into the main thing thinking he can win it this is Liverpool this is an amazing Liverpool side who've come through with that with that under the belt this is not like a side that's going to get complacent off the back of it you're right you're walking in with, a, with 10 foot tall walking in feeling invincible in addition to the fact that we've got a brilliant defence a brilliant goalkeeper we've and got the, a great way of creating the field think you're invincible. as yeah. you know, Chris says they're thinking we're going to be defending all game but they also must know that if they attack, they're going to get hit on the break. Yeah. So that's going to make them think, yeah. well, maybe maybe we should defend all game. Yeah. You mentioned before, Paul, about uh, uh, you know nerves or like, getting their crowd into the game. I think the team we've got now, we're better at that in that we don't look we don't look nervy for a start. 
I think the goalie could do a kick up the arse, so if he wants to not do what he did at the weekend, that'd be great. Because that would that if you if you see that as a home fan, you see they you know, the other team's goalie doing that. You, it, it gives you a boost. But yeah, if yeah, you yeah. see Van, every time a ball comes into the box and Van Dijk heads it away, or Allison catches it, or every kick he plays out is to feet, and there's no stupidity at the back. It's just demoralising for a team, especially when they're not as good as you, because they're thinking, well. We haven't really got a sniff. Whereas it, like you mentioned, like Chris mentioned before, there was a, a while where lesser teams thought, just keep the pressure on Liverpool. One of them will fuck up, and then when they do, we'll get on their case and they'll do it again and again and again. Yeah. I think we're a we look less likely to make mistakes. B, it doesn't look like it bothers us as much. You know, Van Dijk laughs at the Fulham goal. He just goes, one of them says, yeah, and, and we'll just go and we'll go and beat these now. And I he think, enjoyed it more than Babel did. Yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking. There's, that's what you need to do in these teams. Don't give them anything that you know they can latch onto. Like I say, Allison. Hopefully, someone had the word of them after Tottenham and said, "Whatever you do, mate, let's just not do that again. Right. We'll do everything good." And other than that, there's no there's no one in there who you think, Christ. There's no there's no one you think, Christ Almighty. He's a liability. We can get on his case if you're a, yeah. a home fan because we saw we got on Lloris's case. The crowd the other day yeah. were all over him. Yeah. Our players must think he's shit because we we just kept trying to stand next to him all the yeah. game and push him. So there's obviously something in the build in there that makes you think he's a target. Yeah. I don't think we've really got that player anywhere, which which is a helper when you go to away it, games. It, it must be terrible for Hasan Huttle or whatever his name is to think, what can we do? Yeah. How can we get a break in this the, game? The only you, issue... Who, who do you target? I mean... You go after Matip, don't you? And, and the Matip trend partnership. I, I, I think they after. might... They look at the way we play and think there must be space behind those fullbacks. That's where yeah, we'll yeah. go. And they'll find it's wrong because <laughs> yeah, there isn't. Yeah. Yeah. There is space there, but Genie Wine Aldum's hopefully full of the middle now. There's no way Van Dyke covers so well. At but Van Dyke plays Robertson left behind and centre yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, it's... Um, the, the other thing that's really important is how, how this affects City. 
because although they're, they're going to play Cardiff and, and presumably move ahead of us on the table, yeah. they've got a cup game this weekend, yeah. so we play and they don't, and yeah. that means that the pressure starts to build up for when they do. Yeah. And they're going to play someone worthy soon. Yeah. You know, they're playing Cardiff at the moment, but and sometime soon they're going to hit Tottenham and United and Burnley away. Crystal Palace away, you know, they were all they're going to start to find they've got difficult games. Yeah, but I wasn't going to mention this, but uh, I was on I was on Facebook this morning and I got a targeted ad from Manchester City to buy semi-final tickets. Right, I don't know what who they're. I don't know how they're targeting football fans from the northwest or something. It's ridiculous. FA Cup semi-final. FA Cup semi-final. They're paying on Facebook to advertise to a Liverpool fan for some reason. And size picked one up as well. I got one. That they've got semi-final tickets still on sale. It's not just semi-final. It's not just semi-final tickets. It was some some other game as to well. To be fair, didn't it? Wembley every other week. They probably bought the board. It's ridiculous. They can't sell this out. But I, could, I come back to this, you know, because I, I I laugh at the whole empty head thing all the time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, road go. to glory. It's a beautiful <laughs> graphic. Book seats today from thirty pounds for adults and twenty pounds for under 18s. They're not paying for the pain us to advertise them like Really? But the I, I think it's all right. it is what it is. The problem with Man City is that they are a they are the shell they're a shell of a fucking massive football club, but not at the heart they're not. You know, it's not and that's what's the worst they don't have the enough fan, they don't have enough fans to sell out Wembley and people go, Well, it's the price and blah blah blah. It's definitely a bit of that, you know, football costs a lot a lot of money, sure. But they they are they're, 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 you know they're just a small football club with all the trappings around it. It's not. I mean, it's not the final. Well, it's, it's the, the same with the league cup final when they were there. They were struggling to sell yeah, all their. It's one of them, and it's that we have to play on that a little bit. In that, it would be really you know we're a juggernaut as a, as a club, and to be fair, City have got you know, they've got more money than us. They probably got a better. Well, they have got a better squad than us. They've probably got the best manager of a generation. So what? But what they haven't got is that, that's what we have to play on. And I, I keep saying this every time I mention it, but they're not the strongest mentally fan base. They they still. Have the very scar. I mean, like us, to be honest, at times. They've well, got, they're very evident. Got, very evident. Yeah, they've got, they've know, got they, scars. They, and fatalists. Yeah, have. they have a little bit. You know, typical cities are saying they say a lot, and it's up to us to play on it. So we, like I say, when John says, go ahead of them in the league, and at the t- when they go to United away, or they have to play Tottenham, or they have to play Palace, they know that they can't slip up, and then it gets. We want their atmosphere being a little bit like less than a home was for us. It was bad, and it had an effect, and. Listen, City are brilliant and they might just win every game regardless if in an empty stadium or not. But it's up to us to put the pressure the on them and it starts on Friday. Yeah, their fans still want to win the, the Premier League more than the Champions League. It's the bread and butter. Yeah. Every, every, but, but the club wants to win. But the club yeah, wants to win the Premier League. But the fans, that, you know, when, when they see us putting pressure on them and knocking them off the top spot and all the rest of it, that makes them desperate. Yeah. You know, I don't think they'll care if Tottenham beat them yeah. in, the, in the Champions League. I've got asked him, what, what did you think when, when Liverpool scored? And he said, that's oh, shit. Yeah. I could just imagine him being there on Mother's Day with his, with his wife. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Choking on his lamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, there's a fucking Yankee candle just gets thrown at the wall. Because <laughs> 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 that's what everyone gets. So. Yeah, and, and, we just want to keep doing it to them because I've, I've been in that situation. With Man United before, I remember Makeda scores that goal, and I just went, and I, I put myself through the absolute ringer of it. And now I won't watch them because I'm, I don't have it. Yeah. There'll be a time when I do watch it, but for now it's not. And we just keep, we just keep needing to put the pressure on because for, the good thing for City is they do have that little buffer at the minute, and it's 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 on them to slip up, not us. So we can't. Yeah. And that's why Friday's massive. I, I do think that it's a, it's of, of the game. I think it's actually probably a harder game than Chelsea at home would be. 
I think going to going to Southampton on a Friday night, at, at, you know, the state that where they are in and what Chelsea are in, it's, it's a big, big game. I, I agree. I think it's probably our toughest game left. I agree. Yeah, you know, and oh, certainly I, our toughest away game. Yeah, I, I for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a big one. I think. Mean, I think. I don't think we can play like we played the last. The Fulham game after we scored and the Spurs game after we scored, don't think we can do well, that. This is what I'm kind of driving at, that, that whole, like, what we want to do is take heart for, and hope we have a similar thing to December where, you know, I, I genuinely felt going into that Everton game, like, you know, Everton were really good in that game and we look, we were just not, not quite at it and it felt like, because the, the, big, the big worry leading up to that was, are we not scoring enough goals? Are we as good this season as we were last season, etc., etc., etc.? And it felt like, it felt like Liverpool were on a downward, a downward arc and then we got that by the, the the jammiest of jammy goals, and then we kicked on and we went eight. You know, we won we won eight on the bounce in, in December, like absolutely unprecedented. But we started to score goals in that period. We started to batter teams as well. That's that's my hope with this. And look, I, I, I'm not sure this will be that game, but your hope is this is why the first half's vital for me. Go and get get if you can just get a couple of goals up because that's where we've fallen far. That's where Fulham we made hard work of Fulham by not getting that not getting that extra goal. Same with Spurs. Because they're in the relegation, by it, and you're right, because it's a bit of a free hit. If you get those couple of goals up, you want them all going, oh, well, fine. We didn't expect to get anything from this. Our focus becomes the next game and the game after that because they're not expected to win this. If, if you give them a sniff, I think they'll they'll be like a dog with a bone. They'll, they'll run us ragged till the, till the 90 whatever minute. You've got to get this. You've got to put a bit of daylight between us and them, and hope for the. Hope yeah, for I the think yeah, making sure that I agree with you on the first half stuff. Just to, just to make sure that the fans. Are, are not on their side, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the big thing for me. I am not expecting games where Liverpool win 4-5-0 and between now and the end of the season. I just don't think it's going to happen at all. I think the pressure's too much. And the, I gen, you know, genuinely, three points is the, the most important thing. You can Look at Manchester United last night. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is talking about how the performance was much better at the weekend. Help him. Performance doesn't matter at this stage of the season. It's literally the points that matter. Yeah. So for me, I'm happy to sit through any type of a football match as long as we get three points nice. because that's what it's got I'll to be about. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Give me, give me what six more of those of the weekend. I'd, I'll take that. I'll take his win in the 90th minute every single time. I don't, you know, I'll be a wreck. But you know, I don't. You're right. You, we, can, we have to live. We have to live through it because we've got no choice but to live through it. You know, ultimately the reward. That'd is, see the a few off though, wouldn't it? There'd be a few fellas seen off if we get with 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, got, just the, you win the Premier League and they just hand the season tickets. You might have to I can't the, do this again, lads. <laughs> yeah, watch watch the game in the, was, you know the local gyms where the, 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 the Oliver King Foundation provided the defibrillators. Make sure you're nearby <laughs> to one of those. Go and watch it at your local school or whatever, just to make sure you're, you're safe. You know, sit in the car, watch it on your phone outside A and E. Just. <laughs> So you don't have to go too far, but um, no, it will, it will it's be. It's a plan to call the season ticket waiting list. Oh my god, there's gonna be so many new faces in the uh, in the upper categories <laughs> next season. Oh, hello, mate. All right, just like the next generation all comes in. Yeah, great. Um, just don't do what Tommy did. Just don't don't, don't it back. Just don't give it up. No. Don't give it up. Never give you a ticket. Um, actually, funny enough, I just ran the I got asked uh, the other day, like, you got a season ticket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to give you, you, you the, the name and the membership number? Is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, right, we're going to do preferred 11s in a moment. But before we do, we've got a brand new podcast. We have totally revamped, reinvigorated the, the weekly Redmen TV. Redmen, Redmen, Red Jesus Christ, Paul. Redmen Radio podcast. Here's a little clip. Go and check it out. I'm just happy we don't have to play them three times. So City, yeah. City yeah. are going to be in trouble. Like yeah. That's one thing that told me about this game is I think we 
we were saying Spurs are going to be a difficult game, but we've all said in the past, especially when the draw was happening, oh, we beat Spurs. I'd be happy with a Spurs draw. Mm-hmm. I, I, it felt like the exact same as what happened last season when we went in 1-0 and I was like, they're going to come out a different team. They're mm-hmm. going to come out and we're going to be on, under the cosh. And that's exactly what happened. And that gives me belief that I think they could do a job against City. One, but you look at you look at the league table now after the Arsenal game yesterday as well. You know, with Arsenal going above Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham and Chelsea vying for fourth in the Premier League. That points. race for fourth now will directly affect the Premier League title. Yeah. And you know what? We obviously have to play Chelsea as well, but they have to play two of those sides. Yeah. And we've got to be looking at that going, that's a great result for Liverpool mm-hmm. because we've actually put Tottenham further back into Points the mix. on the board again, isn't it? That's the thing about the Spurs one, by hook or by crook. And you, something you said, in the, I think, in, in, you know, in the week leading up to Chris, but getting those points on the board, that's all that really matters. There's going to come a point where style and goals, you know, we, we, we're entering territory where it'd be nice to have our goal difference be a bit better. We mm. worry, about, worry about that in a couple of weeks' time. Right now, just keep doing it, keep getting the wins, keep making them think twice. OK, preferred 11 times. Steve, what are you going with? Yeah, mate, I think back four as normal, uh, front three as normal. Again, every time I've sat on here, the only decision really is who plays in midfield, isn't it? I've gone Fabinho, uh, Wijnaldum, Lallana in this one, which, again, it's more a case of I, I do think we need a little bit, be a little bit more on the front foot. I, do, I don't think we need to be as cautious as we were against Tottenham. Um, and Lallana leads the press well. I think Southampton will try and play a little bit. Um, He's due a big game against them. Yes, so I want to put Keiter in, but the manager, for some reason, the manager doesn't trust him. So it's hard for me to trust him if the manager doesn't trust him. I'll, I'll back Jürgen a little bit. I think Keiter, talent wise, gets into our best 11, but obviously, for, for whatever reason, Jürgen's not picking him. So I agree. Depending on how they play, if they go three at the back and they're going to look to get as much width as possible, you're going to need your midfield to do a bit of, a bit of cover. I think Lalana can do that. He's got the work rate to do yeah. it if needs I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't want him in the right back position by, by any hook or by crook, but Keiter feels to me like a. Yeah, last fifteen or something. Next, maybe next in. season, Kate. Oh, next maybe. season. Yeah, God, what, what's your midfield? What's your midfield? Thing? What's your midfield? Everything else is exactly the same. I've gone with Fabinho, 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 Fabinho yeah. um, Henderson, and Ginny. Okay. Because I think Jürgen is going to be um, pragmatic for the rest of the season. I think he's, he's cautious, he's gonna, anyway, isn't he? By, yeah, by yeah, I think so. that's what's going to happen. Which is mad because I'm not sure fits in with people's understanding of him. Like, but no, I think that I think that, that there's, a, there's a sense of that kind of similar to what we what I was just saying there and what we did against Spurs. Just gives you. I'd like to see I'd like to see Henderson deployed a bit a bit more free. You know, we got rave reviews in his very brief cameo, didn't he, for England? Chris well, his, his energy <laughs> levels let him be a sort of box to box, don't they? So yeah. you know, why shackle him to? You yeah, know, definitely. You, you I've changed it up. it up. I've gone back to four two three one for this game. Sure. I think I remember that you know uh, the last time out we played four two three one. We got three goals up against Southampton before we changed it and stuff. I actually I want to see Origi on the left hand side. I want to see Mane back on that right hand side. I want to see Salah in the nine. And I want to see Firmino in the ten. And I backed them up with Fabinho and Wijnaldum. And I think the, the one problem with the four two three one against them last time out was we didn't have that level of control. But we hadn't been playing it very much at the time. And it was it was a new system to us. Whereas I think we with Fabinho with Wijnaldum, you get that level of control that Jurgen probably wants. You get Salah in that number nine position. And to be honest, I just want to confuse their manager. Yeah. You know he's a good manager. We know what he did with RB Leipzig last season and stuff, and we know what he's done in the in the Bundesliga. So 
for him to start the game and then be like, oh, shit, he's fucking mixed it up. Yeah. I think that will just throw Southampton off and it's a perfect time to do that. I just go mad. Just, just, just throw Shaqiri and Cater and have everyone, all the Liverpool fans go, what? Because everyone's going, oh, well, they're done. There must be something wrong with them. They must have some sort of dirt. You know what I mean? They've, they've, they've ruined their careers or whatever. So just throw them in out the cold would be amazing. I've not gone with that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got exactly the same as as you, as you say. Obviously, the only doubt I think in a wider sense is on Van Dijk, but he did come out and say it hurts. It hurts. Well, he went it hurts, but I, I, what? I was heard five minutes ago, but I'll be fit. Yeah, he yeah, went in goal yeah. in training. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It looked all right, didn't he? <laughs> it looked good. Look. My thing with that is if there is a, if there is a doubt, and not in Van Dijk's mind. I, don't, I think you take the decision out of his out of his hands. To be honest with you, if there is a doubt that he can aggravate aggravate something, and then he might miss one or two games later in the season, then this is a game that I actually would be putting Lovren in for, and maybe the, Joe the, Gomez the medic, on the bench. The medics make it's, the I think it was more. Like, it was it was a knock. It was a kick to the ankle rather than anything. You know, ligament. Yeah. Ankle, so I'd, I'd actually go. I'd actually get him through it. And if you ask to miss Porto, I'd rather actually miss Porto. I think at the moment in time the league's more important. It's, so. it's interesting, isn't it? Because we talked about that who you target, etc., etc. Lovren would be a ta- would is who you target for Southampton. You know if they, they come in. If, well, the fans certainly do. Absolutely. Well, if you had Lovren and Lallana in a team, that that's that's the one thing we talk about winning the crowd. You know, quieting the crowd. Don't have Lallana. It's like having Sterling in the team for Man City. You can't quiet the crowd when you've got players that they genuinely True. hate in the team. That's a reason. That could be a reason not to put. Lallana. I want to see Gomez on the bench. In this game, and I'm hopeful that that he will be on the yeah. bench this game. My my thought is, uh, you know, with the Lalana stuff is as as mentioned. If they want us to play wide, great, we'll play wide. And um, you know, we know Lalana can go over and link up with either side because we, we just kind of let him play a bit of a free role when he when he goes in there. And if we want to create through the middle, I think he helps us. If they're gonna if they're gonna sit in, they're gonna sit deep or whatever. Lalana, we've been so much better, and I, I do feel as though Lalana's being primed for these games yeah. for those. Other six, other fourteen teams in the Fulham league. Fulham and Burnley started the other. Mm, yeah, it looks so, like maybe maybe there is a thing like you're going to play against the, the lesser yeah, teams. Maybe okay. Um, the atmosphere thing will be especially with the Boo Van Dijk and he'll laugh. I don't <laughs> I don't think Lallana really particularly cares either. It doesn't look like he's ever done his head in really. So yeah. I think it would do. I think it can get to Lovren which I'll probably be leaving him out because there is a shout for Lovren to come back in. Yeah. I think I'd leave that for now. I'm in for Lallana and then waiting awaiting the Lallana 65th minute substitution and in playing the full 90 and scoring the winner in the 94th <laughs> minute when they're all going well oh, Lallana's dead on his feet he should be getting subbed off about now and then he crops up I'm, I'm here for that um, score predictions 3-1 but a bit like the Burnley away where it was 2-1 and close and then we, we see it at late okay. 3-0 yeah 2-0 I'll take a I'll take a three 0 as well. I think two two in the first half and then one to kill it off in the last minute. <laughs> Mo Salah to finally to finally to finally do it again very very late on. I love that. Um, let us know your predictions for both the starting eleven and the score in the comment section underneath. Make sure you go and check out the brand new podcast. It's an absolute belter. And if you want more content, get over to theredmentv.com. Chris mentioned it there. Stats and tactics. If you want to know a little bit more about how teams are defending against Mo Salah? You did a special this week on the fullbacks as well. Yeah, the role of how they're reinventing the role of the modern fullback. There you go. So if you're into all that stuff, get over to the website. It's free for the first month, so you can try it out, see how you get on with it all, and then it's just £5 a month thereafter. Other than that, thank you very much. We'll be back with more stuff in and around the match. Make sure you're there too. Gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Ta-da. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.